0: To news kids, I'm Rose and I'm Zara, and together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week, we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment, and arts. This week, our two main stories are about the continued spread of the coronavirus around the world, and of course, Brexit. We also talk about Children's Mental Health Week and review the book The Boy at the Back of the Class by Anjali Rav. Since our podcast last week, coronavirus has continued to spread around the world, causing lots of people to worry. The virus started in December and it is believed to have originated from the city of Wuhan in the Hubei province in China. It results in symptoms a bit like the flu, with a fever, cough, sore throat and headache, and which might be dangerous for weak and vulnerable people, such as the very young or elderly. The situation has become very serious in a short period of time and has now been declared a global emergency by the World Health Organization. As of yesterday, more than 300 people have died in the outbreak so far, and the vast majority from Hubei province in China. More than 14,000 people worldwide are known to have been infected, although some experts believe the real number could be much higher than this. This week, both the UK and the UAE reported their first cases of the virus, both times found in travellers who have recently visited Wuhan. There are now more coronavirus cases worldwide than were recorded in the similar SARS epidemic of 2003, which spread to more than two dozen countries. But the mortality rate of the new virus is much lower, suggesting it is not as deadly. This week, China is set to open a new hospital in the city at the centre of the coronavirus outbreak as the numbers of people infected continue to grow. Wuhan's 1,000-bed Hoshenshan Hospital, built in just eight days, is one of two dedicated facilities being constructed to help tackle the outbreak. Wuhan itself is in lockdown, with flights suspended and many businesses closed. And 15 other cities in China are also under quarantine orders, affecting around 50 million people. Foreigners in affected regions are being evacuated to their home countries under quarantine. To try to halt the spread of the virus, some countries, including the US and Australia, have said they will not let any foreign visitors in who have recently been to China. Global health officials have advised against the travel bans, with the head of WHO saying on Friday that travel restrictions can cause more harm than good by hindering info-sharing, medical supply chains and harming economies. Meanwhile, scientists in Australia became the first to recreate the new coronavirus outside of China in what they have called a significant breakthrough. The discovery was shared with the World Health Organization in the hope that it may help efforts to diagnose and treat the virus. As many people opt to wear face masks to protect themselves, public health advisors in both the UK and UAE have said that ways to avoid catching the virus include washing your hands regularly with soap or sanitizer, avoiding close contact with anyone showing signs of respiratory illness and using tissues when you cough and sneeze. Hello, this is Zara, and I'm here today with a very important Brexit update. It is the end of an era. The UK has finally left the EU after 47 years of membership and more than three years after it voted to do so in a referendum. The UK's membership to the EU formally ended at the stroke of midnight in Brussels, which means that it ended at 11pm in London on Friday the 31st of January 2020. Thousands of people joined together in Parliament Square in London to count down to the UK's exit. Sky News projected lights on the White Cliffs of Dover announcing the UK's exit. There were also some protests to mark the UK's departure. In a message released on social media an hour before the UK left, the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, said, For many people, this is an astonishing moment of hope. A moment they thought would never come. And there are many, of course, who feel a sense of anxiety and loss. He vowed to bring the country together and said that this was the dawn of a new era. So, what happens now? Can we stop talking about Brexit? Well, no the UK has left the EU but has now entered into an 11-month period known as the transition period, which is due to last until the 31st of December 2020. During the transition period, the UK will have to comply with EU rules. That means that until the transition period ends, most things will stay the same. This includes travelling to and from any countries in the EU. The UK's customs union arrangement, which existed before the UK left the EU, will continue during the transition period. This means that the EU countries and the UK will still not have to pay taxes called tariffs to move goods and services between their countries during this transition period. So, what will change? Well, the UK will no longer have any political representatives in the EU institutions and will not have any voting rights. The UK will also start talking to lots of other countries in the world about trade deals. It has not been allowed to hold formal negotiations while it remains a member of the EU. The UK's passports will also change from red European Union passports back to the blue passports that existed before the UK joined the EU. The idea of the transition period is to give the UK and the EU time to allow new negotiations and talks to take place. The UK and the EU will use the next 11 months to negotiate and agree a new relationship. Lots of people do not think that this is long enough, but Boris Johnson has vowed to do so. They will need to agree a free trade agreement that sets out the terms of trade between the UK and the EU. And they will need to agree on new arrangements on security, travel and immigration. There are three possible outcomes following the end of the transition period. The discussions during the transition period could go well and the UK might be able to then being a new trading relationship with the EU as soon as the transition period ends. If the UK and the EU cannot agree on a deal, there would be a no deal situation at the end of the transition period the third possibility is that the UK and the EU agree to extend the transition period the withdrawal agreement allows the transition period to be extended by 12 or 24 months but both sides need to agree to extend by the 1st of July 2020 however this seems to be unlikely as legislation passed by Parliament rules out an extension to the period and Boris Johnson has also said he does not want one so although the UK has finally left the EU. There is still a lot of negotiation to be done. We will be keeping you posted as always on News Kids. Hi, it's Rose here again. This week is Children's Mental Health Week, running from the 3rd to the 9th of February. Set up by Children's Mental Health charity called Place to Be, the week shines a spotlight on the importance of children and young people's mental health. According to Place to Be, Around three children in every primary school class in the UK has a mental health problem and many more struggle with challenges from bullying to bereavement. This year's theme is Find You're Brave and children all over the world are being encouraged to be brave. For example, by sharing worries and asking for help when you need it, trying something new or making the right choices. At our school, we are all being encouraged to try something new, like learning a new skill or trying a new sport, and there are lots of activities happening each morning. My new school this week was to try and learn the harp. I had a trial lesson, and it was really fun and sounds really beautiful. It made me feel really relaxed and calm as I was playing, so I think it was a good thing to try during Children's Mental Health Week. We have a notice board at school where we can write about the new things we've learned this week. We're also having a wear something bold day on Thursday where we can choose something to wear with our school uniform to make us stand out from the crowd. I'm going to wear my high heel sparkly shoes. So Zara, what are you going to wear? I may wear a blue wig. Well, that's a bit crazy. That will definitely make you stand out. I can't wait to see what everyone else wears. I'm really looking forward to Thursday. Hello, it's Zara again. Now, as some of you may know from our website, Rose and I also have a book club called The Kids' Bookshelf. We choose a book for everyone to read and then meet up on the last Saturday of every month with some of our friends to discuss this book. January's book was The Boy at the Back of the Class by Anjali Q. Ro, and I can honestly say that it is one of the best books that I have read recently. It is a story about how one ordinary nine-year-old child who narrates the story and three classmates help to transform the life of Ahmed. Ahmed has recently joined their school. He is the boy at the back of the class and is a refugee from Syria. The narrator and three friends help Ahmed to settle into his new life in England with small acts of kindness. Gradually, they find out a little bit more about Ahmed's life and learn how he came to London in a boat with his family, running away from a war and hoping to find a safe place to live. The children learn about how Ahmed was separated from his family. They learn a lot about people's attitudes towards refugees. One day they overhear a conversation on a bus about the government closing the border gates, and they come up with a plan to help Ahmed reunite with his family before the gates close. They write to the Queen and when they do not hear back, the narrator and one of the friends set off to Buckman Palace. They end up being arrested for interrupting the changing of the guards and become front page news. Ahmed's story receives a lot of publicity and his missing parents are eventually located and given asylum. My favourite part of the story was when Ahmed received the news that his parents were alive. He could finally have a real family again. I think the funniest part of the story was when the narrator went to Buckman Palace. It shows how much the narrator cares about Ahmed. It's an amazing book, and I really recommend that you read it. So, Rose, what did you think of the book? It was absolutely brilliant. It was really interesting to find out about Ahmed's story And how he got from one place in Syria with the bombs To having his family in England All thanks to the help of Alexa Did you at first think the narrator was a boy or a girl? I thought it was a boy Because he was talking about like spaceship pencil case And usually boys like spaceships And Tintin Yeah But actually as it turns out she was a girl Her name is Alexa, but we don't find out until the very end. What do you think about the fact that um, the book is about a child refugee? We get to know more about refugees and people's behaviour towards refugees. Yes, the local MP for Alexa's town wasn't welcoming to the refugees, but Alexa and her friends show how much they care for Ahmed. Alexa even got hurt in the book just to help Ahmed and to get him back to his family. I think it's amazing that a nine-year-old girl could go all the way to Buckingham Palace, protest that they should keep the borders open, and then go all the way back just to help that person find his parents, even though Alexa really loved a, a new Ahmed that well. I'm nine years old, and I think I would not do that. Because it's a risk and I'm pretty sure in the real world you'd get arrested to do that. If I knew that I would not get into any trouble to go to Buckingham Palace, then I'd do it for a friend. Because I live with my two parents, I'm very happy. So I feel like everyone should have their parents and be with them. As part of our book club discussion, we had a challenge where we had eight minutes only to pack a bag, imagining that we were refugees and we had to leave our country. What did you pack in your rucksack? I packed a lot of clothes and underwear. Yes, I remember. I packed some books, a jumper, and and some utilities. For example, toilet paper, toothpaste, and a toothbrush. What about you, Rose? Well, I bought a sleeping bag, a book, which is Treasure Island for entertainment, some water. Oh, and clothes, yes. It was a very good activity because it helped me understand why Ahmed had to flee. The same at me, I also thought it helped me understand more about Ahmed's past life and what happened before we actually opened the book. And how worrying and stressful it must have been for Ahmed. It made me sad packing my rucksack because I didn't want to have to imagine I was a refugee. Neither did I because I never would have wanted to leave my home, my comfort zone. I'm sure that's how Ahmed felt. I'm sure he was really sad and didn't want to leave. He had to make a choice and that it was the right choice because it, like it was either leaving your home or death. And I would choose leaving your home. So Zara. How do you feel about the ending of the book? Well, I'm happy. Ahmed finally got to know where his parents were, what happened to his sister, his cat. We didn't get to know much about his cat. And he's now happy and he's friends with Alexa. So I guess it was a happy ending. That's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening.